0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? Expecto Patronum! Remove it! The first- <there's> so, human. 如果你們啊,
1: 又遇到這些笨蛋燈, 應該發生了, Life has to move on.
0: BFM 89.9 you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Sharmila and Arvin, and we are capping our week of um, double local movie reviews. Uh, we didn't plan it, it just timing worked out that way. Yesterday, we reviewed Abang Ade and today we're very excited to be talking about Pandatang. Um, now, Pandatang, of course, has been making a lot of waves even before anybody had watched it because it was Malaysia's first fully crowdfunded film. Uh, it also bypassed the traditional distribution uh, routes and went straight to YouTube, so it's free to watch. And certainly, ever since it Uh, released late last week. I've been seeing it pop up everywhere on social media, on WhatsApp chat groups and um, as of at least the time of this show,
1: 400,000 over views already. Uh, So yeah, lots to talk about. So the first thing, right, like number one is that what I love most is how there's really no excuse not to watch this movie unless you just don't (laughs) like these kinds of movies. But otherwise... It's not in cinemas. It's not on streaming. So you don't need a subscription. It couldn't be more free than being on YouTube, like literally uploaded to YouTube. And in your living room. (laughs) And in your living room or your phone or your mobile device. And it's only an hour and 38 minutes with credit. So there's every reason and incentive to give this movie a shot because like why not is the other question. Um, But I think like the best part is that they back up the marketing and the time that they ask you to invest by giving back what I feel is a really, really good movie. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. I liked it. And I think between this and Abangade, which we reviewed yesterday, what a week for local movies, seriously, you know, what a crazy way to end the year than with two... Heavyweight Malaysian centric productions.
0: Actually, what a way to end the year was exactly what I thought. Um it's been a good year for local cinema nonetheless. Um mm. especially and for cinema. For cinema in general, right? But okay, to be fair, we didn't get to properly watch Tiger Stripes. Uh, but Imaginor, mm. for instance, was already a strong start to the first half of the year, I want to say. What is time? Um but <laughs> what is time? Yeah. But Pandatang for me, um, So I I don't think I enjoyed it wholeheartedly as much as you did. I have some quibbles with it. But I think I very much appreciate it and, and still am enjoying the hype around it. Because there's something special about this idea of like, you know what? We have a script. It's local. It's a story that's going to resonate with people. Why don't you all help us fund it? And then to put out the campaign, to actually make that money, to make the film and then say, like, we're just going to make it free. Um, it really goes back to this question of, um, you know, art and art making and uh, perhaps also bypassing some of the restrictions that often exist around movies like this. Right now, the story, though, uh, is Maybe not a huge surprise to people. Um, I think the title gives away a little bit, but it also kind of is a bit of a sleight of hand, I think. So Pandatang is about a dystopian alternative or future Malaysia where the different races are forbidden from mingling with each other and they live in their own communities and their own settlements. And a Chinese family moves into a house and they discover that there is a very young Malay girl Hiding in the house. And then that kind of sets off a whole chain of events that um, uncovers a lot about racial relationships, but also about, um, I think, communities and authoritarianism.
1: So it tries to do a lot. It tries to do a lot, but I think that's one of my favorite things about the movie, like listening to your synopsis. And I think for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, you immediately think about Hunger Games or the Divergent series or Maze Runner, something like something dystopian and big and, and bombastic, right? But I like Children of smart... Men, actually, I thought of. Yeah, Children mm-hmm. of Men. Um I, I like how smart the approach to Pandatang is because the subject matter is huge. You're dealing with like a nationwide event. Um, Like you said, like Malaysia has been segregated into different districts for each race. But instead of focusing on the nationwide scale of the whole thing, the movie hyper zooms into one family, in one house, in one kampong, in one district. And I think that's just really good budgeting lie at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> you said crowdfunding. And so you're seeing like everything through the eyes of this one family. It's very intimate. It's very personal. And you really get to spend time and learn about these people and who they are as people. And that helps the story so much because some of them are just some of them make good moral choices and have a strong moral compass. Some of them make cho- choices that are questionable, but because we get to spend so much time, you empathize or you sympathize with some of those choices instead of blatantly going, oh, racist, that's why. You know, there's so much context. It's it's not right, but you go like, oh, okay, so there's so much more happening behind these big decisions.
0: So the story was written by Boon Siang, uh, Lim Boon Siang and uh, directed by Ken Kin. And the story has that, that classic, really good... Um, speculative fiction thing, right, where the premise immediately catches your attention. And One of my quibbles with with the movie, perhaps, is that it almost feels like that premise is so big that sometimes the movie doesn't know quite how to handle it. Uh, And they're quite clever because they they kind of just explain some things away without necessarily having to give you the full details. Again, something that actually by no means is just pandatang. A lot of sci-fi movies do that. They're like, "Mm, something vague happened and that's what led us to today. So, I think it's very clever how rather than concern themselves with the larger political ramifications of the, the story, exactly what you said, the, the focusing on the very human family part, part, uh, part of this this whole thing helps a lot. I actually kind of wish there was more of it. Um, the movie does feel like it goes very quickly from the parts I really enjoyed, which was the this very admitted, very sweet family, actually. I like their their relationship, mm. the sweet family moving into a Malay kampung house um, and then finding this girl. I would have liked to spend a little bit more time with them. Um, the movie, for me, escalates very quickly from there into the the more action thriller part. Uh, and perhaps I wanted more of the the human parts. Although as we go along, the strongest part about the storyline is actually the the humanness the human relationships the kindnesses that humans show each other along the way uh, against this sort of very dystopian backdrop uh, was what held the story together for me
1: so it's also it's also quite realistic in the sense that you get the family like you said they're very sweet and very like neighborly and and i mean they don't have neighbors but they would have been good neighbors <laughs> if, if they were someone's neighbors um but i don't think it's a spoiler to say that when we say questionable behavior, it comes to the, the father in the family. So right? I, I, um, I
0: don't think it's a spoiler, right, to say that the, this dystopian Malaysia has arrived at this point through yeah. a referendum, which means a large portion of Malaysians chose for this 79%. to be Malaysian. Yes, chose to yeah. be segregated. And, and I think that yeah. kind of sets the tone for how you want to think about the people you meet in the film.
1: Exactly, and then for the most part, you hear you're like you're like oh okay nice person you know sweet person friendly nice sweet friendly nice sweet friendly and then one racist thing comes out of their mouth and you're like Ugh. yeah <laughs> like oops you know <laughs> so it's that kind of a movie. Um, but that being said, that I was also very curious about this dystopian malaysia that they've built um I'm, I'm hoping for an expansion of this movie you know i i want to see the other communities um i want to know what started all of this like you know why the country was segregated they, they sort of allude to it they give you hints and bits and pieces they don't tell you the whole story um how are the other are colonies being governed you know is there an ultimate government still in place or is it colony-based like so many questions that the movie throws out, um, there are no answers in the one and a half hours. And I love that they didn't waste time with so much exposition. But I would also like to know more if there are more projects planned inside this world because it's a it's a very interesting world that they've put up. Again, not a right world but an interesting concept of a world
0: doesn't it remind you that the way the premise is expanded and and depicted doesn't it remind you of a, of a black mirror episode in that yeah. it often is a slice of a larger reality um, as i was watching it i kept thinking like oh, this is very malaysian black mirror
1: mm mm-hmm. and it also has that um, it also has that kind of thing where you get Half of it is comedy, levity. There's a mm. lot of lightheartedness, um, very much like a Black Mirror episode. Um, and then all of a sudden, something happens, and and it's an intense twist of fate, turn of events. Uh, the pacing just completely changes, right? And then you're like, oh, okay, so this is the this is the seriousness of the situation. This is why things are so dark and depressing, um, which I also honestly really appreciated. We're talking about
0: Pandatang, which is, as we've said, free to view on YouTube. It is uh, directed by Ken Kin, uh, written by Lim Bun Siang. Let us know, have you watched it already? What did you think? You can WhatsApp us 018 789 8899, tweet us at BFM Radio, write to us at movies at BFM.my. Begin free Malaysia. BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: hot
0: FM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Sharmila and Arvind and we are reviewing Pandatang, Malaysia's fully first fully crowdfunded film currently available on YouTube for free. So we've talked about the story. Um, we've talked about um, generally how it unfolds. I do want to talk about the performances, but actually before before we get to that, I wanted to say um, one of my favourite things about the, the movie is actually the the house itself, the Malay kampung house that mm. it's filmed in, right? Because when they first move in, quite a lot is made out of it. The, the, the house itself stands in for a very particular idea of how this world exists, who gets to live where um, and that kind of thing. And while... I don't know whether everyone would love the way the, the 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 camera in this movie works because a lot of scenes, interestingly, are shot almost like a play, right? It's a static wide shot and then a lot of things happen in between in the in the scene. But the way it shoots the interiors of the house I loved so much. Um, and and because that's a big part of how you get to know the family and, and understand what their lives are like, that for me was actually one of the highlights. And that might be why I missed it once once we left the house.
1: Mm, no, I can completely understand that. The house is, I, I love the house. Um, there's so much uh, warmth and coziness in the house. And anyone who's, who's been in a kampong house knows what that's like, right? Um, and then the way they show, there's a kind of eerie quietness in this kampong, yes, um, yeah. you know, uh, uh, around this house, you know, there's a lack of, there's there's no people actually, um, except for this family and a very few others. So I think all of that right, gives you this sort of this weird, like juxtaposition image of what you you understand and what you expect from a Kampong house like this, and the kind of life that you are seeing happen within the house. But like you said, like the shots are beautiful. Um, so much of the the thing looks like lived in, looks used, looks real. Which I, I suppose it is an actual house. Like I think it is somebody's actual house, right? Um, really appreciated all that stuff that they did.
0: I so. I did say that I had some quibbles and I think um, I, will, <laughs> I will get to them now. Um, it is, so for me, right, actually, a, a large part of the stuff that didn't quite work has less to do with act- the story itself and more to do with that, I wanted some scenes to breathe. I wanted some scenes to uh, sort of feel, let me feel things a little bit more. But there is a sort of odd escalation of things to the storyline. I don't know whether part of it was wanting it to be uh, quite tight and wanting it not to feel long. Um, But it, it does feel like the story goes from kind of contained and intimate to suddenly like, very dark and very violent, very yeah. quickly. Um, and then from then on, it kind of almost like like careens its way towards an ending. um and and for me, the pacing felt a little off. And I think as the more I think about it, the more I feel like the pacing was um what let me down the most compared to everything else which I genuinely enjoyed so
1: i I have so I like two things, right? I completely understand uh, because I felt like the movie is split in two parts. Like like I said, the first half of the movie has like comedy, levity, lightheartedness. Um, and it's, it's a fun movie to watch. And then all of a sudden, the second half of the movie, like you said, is very dark. Um, it becomes very violent also. And then it's like edge of your seat, tension, suspense, you know, you're racing towards something. I don't, that sudden change took me by surprise. And I think I liked the twist so I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, okay. So this is this is what it actually means because the first half seemed okay. And then the second half is like, these are the dangers of the of the world that they've built. Um, but I can completely understand if it's like a sudden shift in pace that's a bit unsettling also, like, because how did it go from this to that and why are all these events like unraveling? Within days of this new family coming in, like it seems, it seems a bit coincidental, also,
0: and perfectly ordinary people suddenly behaving in very like extreme ways. Um, yeah. I think that needed a little bit of building up to to get us there. Um, I wanted to ask. So the title actually has been what caught a lot of people's attention, I think. Um, the WhatsApp forwards that I've seen in, you know, the many WhatsApp groups that I'm a part of uh, generally comes with a little bit of commentary from whoever the original forwarder was with, yeah. like, interesting <laughs> title with important events, uh, what with important commentary <laughs> on events that are important to all Malaysians, that vibe, blah, right? Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you whether you thought that the movie fully delivered on sort of that level of expectation and promise, especially when using a a lightning rod of a title like Pandatang.
1: I thought it did. I thought it did in an interesting way because even then it subverts what usually Pandatang means, right? And the movie plays with that word very cleverly also. So I liked it. I, I I I. I understand that it comes with a lot of grand expectations and I also going into the movie or you know streaming the movie I expected it to have a, a bigger part of the world and to show like what pandatang means to this colony and this community and this uh, uh, segregated Malaysia but I think just watching it I kind of understood why they called it pandatang also like I I felt like the movie justified it um, and I didn't have any issues with the, with the, the scale of the word
0: no, I didn't have any issues with it. I actually thought it was very clever. The way, uh, essentially, I mean, pandatang is such a loaded word for Malaysians, mm-hmm. right? The English um, IMDB page, at least, translates it as immigrants. And I actually really don't think immigrants captures what pandatang means to people who live here um, yeah. and all the many layers that that word can, can elicit. And I think the movie actually manages to, in one way, uh, flip what that can mean and how who is who belongs and who doesn't is actually a matter of perspective. Um, but on the other hand, also in a weird way, steps away from the word completely because ultimately the the story ends up not being about the outsiders. It, it, it ends up being actually very much about people in your own community and how there are bad people everywhere and good people everywhere. And I thought that, that was interesting. I didn't expect it. And I think maybe that's the best thing about going in without expectations. I know a lot of people, I think, wanted sort of more intense race commentary or, or you know, political commentary. And I feel like some of them are disappointed that that wasn't to be had in this film. Um, I think this movie works best if you go in not necessarily having those kinds of
1: expectations. I think, yeah, same. I think go in with with no expectations. Um and then just let the movie do the storytelling for you. Um, I think the the element of surprise really works in the movie's favor. Um, but I also feel like a movie like this is so uniquely Malaysian, right? Because we, I don't know if we tend to forget, but then I'm using that word loosely that we forget that the, the social dynamic here isn't very common in, in mm. a lot of you know other parts of the world um, like other major cities are becoming metropolitan but malaysia has been metropolitan by default like we have a sort of racial social mix that signature comparable to maybe singapore and, and that's it so seeing a movie like this makes you think and also makes you appreciate that balance um fragile or not and it also makes you fearful of of certain situations like this you know far fetched you think it's far fetched but then you are also like is it really far-fetched? Like, you know, is it, it there is that kind of that, that tingling, that nagging sensation, you know what I mean? That there's it's harping on your own fears as someone living here. Um, it really it's, does. It's a, it's a scary thought. It's a scary thought.
0: It's a scary thought. And, and it also, it also, I think, so there's the, could we become like this is one. But yeah. the other is, what oh God, if God. our country had gone in a different direction? Uh, what yeah. if we weren't a multicultural multi-ethnic country right um, what what would that be like and, and and so I think there are lots there are lots of things here that make you uh, anxious actually the the anxiety was was tough um, mm. and and I think the the fact that the movie uh, didn't turn it into some apocalyptic thing but something as simple as actually people can choose this people could yeah. choose to go down this path for me that was scary.
1: There was a choice that seventy nine percent of the country made. Um, also, I just want to shout out uh, Kaiser too or Kaiser Tau. I'm sorry if I'm, I'm mispronouncing. Who plays Bobby, uh, the the young kid in the movie? Oh, he's yeah. I, oh, if we're talking about performances, the yes. performances all around I felt were really good, uh, intense where intense needed to be, and natural and organic and just very realistic, like people you would meet, like you know, as again as your neighbors. But I thought Kaiser as Bobby um being a child actor and all in certain scenes the performance that he gave woof yeah like, he was man. great yeah i yeah.
0: really enjoyed him um i also just wanted to say I had such a warm and fuzzy feeling. I don't often sit through till the end of credits, but when the credits closed and you get the list of people who contributed to funding this movie, I got a really warm and fuzzy feeling. Um, It it was a very sort of Malaysia bole, Malaysians rallying together, um, kita jaga kita kind of feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And it's the perfect antidote to having just watched a movie about how messed up things can get.
1: Yes, yes. Perfect, perfect antidote. Um, and also, again, just, just echoing again, um, would want to see more from this this project, you know, not saying want to see a sequel, not saying want to see a prequel. Graphic but I novel, perhaps. Graphic novel. Mm. The, the world is so big, right? There's so, so many opportunities there that I would like to see more. Not in reality, <laughs> but in the fictional Malaysia that they've built here.
0: We've been talking about Pandatang. Let us know. I mean, if you missed the beginning of our show, it is available on YouTube. It is Malaysia's first fully crowdfunded film. Let us know if you've watched it. You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Write to us at movies at bfm.my.